welcome to the Old Man Orange Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Rand Dunnigan. Joined again for a movie that I've actually never seen anybody do a podcast on yet, it seems like. I mean, somebody probably has. So if you want to go out there and search for it, I bet you can find it. But it never seems to come up for as popular as the other movie is. Well, like Goofy Movie, the first one was one of those things where it happened... And then it just kind of disappeared, and then later people from our generation like, remember that movie? And then before you know it, you start seeing Powerline on t- on T-shirts like at Target or whatever, as if it was like a like a fake concert T-shirt or something like that. And then this is one where it's like, well, I don't think this one had as big of an impact because I don't, you know, a lot of the straight to DVD Disney movies never really do. Well, I think it's that, and it's I mean, it's like Space Jam. Space Jam's in that same ballpark where. It was huge when it came out, and then it just, like, disappeared, and then all of a sudden it had, like, sort of, like, a resurgence. Like, the Loch Ness Monster, if it came back up one day, and just be like, Yeah, fuck you, I've been here the whole time, suck my dick! Oh, the Loch Ness Monster! Words. Like, we didn't even know, we didn't know, first off, we didn't, even, we didn't even believe this thing existed. Second, we didn't even know it could fucking talk. This is what it shows to say, I'm here, suck my dick! Just lapping its fucking, like, fins right in the water. You're like, you're like why does it say that? Well, you know, you know how Scottish guys like to go down to the pond and put their dick in the water and go, suck my fucking dick! You know, it's just a common thing. You know. Apparently it is. You, yeah, you get bored in Scotland more, on a Tuesday. Local, it's more of a local thing, I guess. I mean, not a lot of people know about it, but there they're like, oh, yeah, what's, what's old Seamus doing? Well, he's jamming his dick in the lake again. It's got sucked off yet? Not yet, but he really wants something to suck it off. He's hoping for it. He gave up about the mermaid from the... He gave up the lady the lake from Arthur. He's just hoping it's going to be a fucking knockness monster by this point. He's waiting for something. He's very lonely. Shit's not going right for Seamus. The worst part, too, is the Seamus family line has continued this tradition for many years. <laughs> How they keep on spawning, I have no idea. And it, you see, that's where the name Seamus comes from. It stands for great shame of us. <laughs> the only thing they really have. <laughs> <laughs> you literally spelled it out right to me, but it just clicked in. Don't ask me. <laughs> uh. We're doing this later. We're doing this later. But um, but speaking of movie-wise and so on, we're doing the extremely goofy movie, the 2000 straight-to-video movie. And I, I mean, I'm going to say this. I never even watched it when it came out in 2000 because, well, once again, that would have been 2000 version of myself would have been like, yeah, right, man, American cartoons, especially made by Disney. Like, yeah, right. It's not made by G-Pan. It's not important. He's a son going off to college. Going already? See ya. Goodbye, my little college man. And going for the extreme adventure. Let's do it! (laughs) Until... Maxi! I'm just a yearning for some learning. Next February and only on video. One goofy dad is about to learn how to groove. presents a movie that proves no matter how old you are you never stop learning that family comes first even if your dad is goofy dad you're scaring people an extremely goofy movie shredding on the video leap day 2000 that would have been that era so this one right here i'll say this uh 
I, I, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie. You know, Goofy movie is one of those ones I haven't seen in a while. And then I kind of later, like around college, I saw it a few times and it really sank in with me. And then we did a retrospect for it here. And then Goofy movie was one I actually, the extremely Goofy movie is one I did see back right when it came out. And then, you know, I, I want to say it was like, like last day before school, last day of school or last day before spring break, something kind of like that. And teacher brought it in like, all right, cool. All right. It's, you have your arms crossed. Like it's a Disney movie, but whatever. It's better than have not having to do work. You know, and then <laughs> you, watch, you know, you watch it. You're kind of like actually kind of chuckling at it, even though you're trying not to. And I'll say, looking back at it, like, there's certain things just kind of went over my head. Then they saw it now, like, we talked about how the first one, how it was like, I'll say this. I like the first one way more than this one, but that being said, the the first one, it was like this weird, the first one, it's like, how do I put it? It's essentially Disney saying to kids, Hey kids, we're hip. <laughs> we're cool. And it's essentially the relation between Max and Goofy. That's the relationships between what that audience was, what that movie was aiming for and the audience they were targeting. Yeah. And then it's kind of like, you know, we got all this current nineties lingo and all these nineties references yet. We're still doing the sixties song and dance shit. So it's really <laughs> off balance. Like, I think you guys missed the ball on that one, but still it's, I end up liking that movie. And then this one though, I feel like it does it again. They take out the music. There's not music, but they take out the uh, musicalness of it. The musical aspect. They'll get like some songs in there and some kind of musical scenes, but they fit them in there in a way where it's people just not breaking out in the song. Yeah, it's like a movie with music and so on. But I kid you not, though. In wa- this is probably about the only like the third time I've ever seen this movie or something like that. And in watching it, I go, you know what? I think it's about just as good. Is the other Goofy movie. Now, the other one's, like, classic just as, like, you know, childhood remembrance. But, like, I enjoyed this one so much the whole way through. Like, nothing I could complain about it. Like, I liked all the moments and everything like that. I was really like, you know what? Because I used to think of that movie, too, as, like, you know, Goofy movies like, up here. It's amazing and everything like that. The extremely Goofy movies just, like, one step down. I would say they're about on par. It's just the classicness of, you know, being in 1995 and seeing a Goofy movie. I think that's the difference. Well, the thing about this one is, I feel like in some ways, this one's gender even harder, because it's kind of like, X Games, kids, you know, that's popular, kids like the X Games, and they even throw the ESPN logo up there and all that. And then on top of that, though, even though it's trying to do all the very, like, you know, try to reach out to the kids, it also does this thing where it's way more harder and way more depressing when it comes to shit about Goofy. Because there's a scene, like, I, I don't care who you are. You can say you like what you will about how much you hate this movie or how lame it is. But that scene, when Goofy comes in, like, when he realizes Max is gone, you know, they're having this whole, whatever, we're in a VW van, Dad. We're going up to college. We're going to slam some bus. What? Like, Pete is going to jerk me off along the way. He's like, what? Oh, I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, you will. You will, you Shut little fatty. Shut the fuck daddy. up, PJ, start... Shut the fuck up, PJ, and start jerking me off. But shut the fuck up. PJ, your college name's going to be BJ now. <laughs> oh, but Max, I... I didn't sign up for that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's what I told him. He's like, 
Well, PJ, that's what I told you. You can't let them. You can't be the the uh, the weak one. Otherwise, you're the ones for sucking dick. Under your thumb, PJ. So Under your thumb. thumb. <laughs> you don't remember, PJ. It's important. You don't have to be the strongest guy in the group. Just not the weakest. <laughs> just not the guy who has to suck dick on a road trip. <laughs> <laughs> Life lessons from Pete. <laughs> Um, no, so, but then, like, once Matt, once Goofy goes up there, and he's just walking around Max's old room, there's nothing in there, and he's all by himself, and he sits down, and here's, like, one of the big things, because usually I think a lot of movies like this would try and spell it out for the kids, especially, like, maybe some, like, the straight-to-DVD one, where he's all like, gosh, Max is gone, and I'm sad. He doesn't say that. He's just really quiet, walking around. There's like a sad, like orchestral song with a violin, and this is one of those lines where it's just like he barely says it. It's not even like it almost is like it's almost more like an utterance. Like he picks up like the teddy bear that Max left behind. He doesn't. He's not even like, oh, Max, I miss you. He's all like, oh, Max. <laughs> like like it's not. It's like a very kind of like almost like. Not even so much he he kind of says it. It's more of like a, it's more of like a very reactionary, just kind of like <laughs> you don't even see him say. It. He's like looking at the bear when he says it. It's, then he just holds the bear, uh-huh. has a slow pan out of this house all by himself. Well, in like Max's room, it's just like there's just like very few things left in there. It's like Max literally took everything when it's like he completely moved out. So there's like. The bed has, like, no sheets on it anymore. There's no posters on the wall. There's no clothes. It's, like, almost like almost like he died and somebody came by and took everything away. And then, like, Matt, then Goofy has to go to, like, work at the uh, most like, depressing toy yeah, factory Yeah, he, he's, like, working, like, a Bruce Springsteen song, practically. <laughs> Where he's going into the factory line, like, I got a job at the factory because my name's Goofy. I think this is the irony. Like, it's a toy store. It's a toy factory, yet it looks so depressing and so just, like, just bleak. <laughs> well, that's the thing about Goofy. Goofy always just has, like, the shittiest jobs. I think it's supposed to be like that. Because I really think that the whole point of Goof Troop is trying to reach out to the kids and be like, hey, kids, your dad might not be perfect. He might be a goof, but you still, you know what? He, he tries his best for you, damn it. Because I think they really wanted to, because, you know, like, in so many things you watch, like, who's your dad? Oh, my dad's the CEO at this, you know, company and so on. So I always feel like those are, like, totally unrelatable. But then it's like, you see the, the goofy dad where either he's working the mall photographer job that Pete owns or he's working at the toy, which makes me wonder, what happened to that mall photography? Did Pete fire him or something like that and he had to go work at the factory? I could see that job just going under. Like, Pete didn't pay enough people, or he got probably... It could be, like, you know, sexual harassment, so he lost the job. Something like that. Yeah, so, something happened there, and then so Goofy had to go get a job down at the factory. <laughs> it's like, I, I feel like, you could, almost, like is... you could almost take some Bruce Springsteen songs and really fill them in over, like, <laughs> the Goofy movie, and it almost work well in the soundtrack. Goofy just he just seems like a guy who's just bottling all up like deep down he's really sad but he's just like I'm just forcing a fucking smile just to get through the day (laughs) oh the one day I just might come in with a shotgun we never know what's gonna happen (laughs) I I think that's 100% Goofy Goofy's just the guy who wants you know he wants everything to be nice and perfect not like perfect but you know just have everybody having a good time and hanging out but 
the world just is always sort of against him, and he just puts him in the shittiest situation. And then he even has to, like, he, he ends up, like, spacing out during the factory line, and he's thinking of Max and so on, and it jams up the whole machine, and you have a goofy cartoon moment and so on. But he ends up getting fired from this, and then he's at, like, he's literally at, like, the, um, the unemployment line. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's just like this is like this was was like real real world problems, kids. <laughs> and it's like this is what makes that's one of those things. Go ahead. I was just gonna say is he gets to the unemployment line and like he can't even get a job through the unemployment line, which I think is supposed to be like a message to children, like no kids stay in school because they have that thing where it's like, well, you don't have a college degree, Mister Goof, so it's that or get ready to start sucking dick on the street. Oh gosh. I don't think Max would That's walk. that line out there on the corner. It's in the alley. Yeah, exactly. The hobo the hobo club will teach you the ways. <laughs> but um Crusty <laughs> tips. <laughs> but yeah, it's just that thing where it's just like you just watch the spiral go downhill where it's just like, well, I guess I gotta go back to school, you know. <laughs> He's actually kinda happy about it because that means he gets to spend time with Max though, so it gives him a reason to go see his son again. It almost kind of reminds me of, like, the Rodney Dangerfield movie, Back to School. Even though that one's almost like, sorry, Dad, that's more like your rich dad showing up and just being like, hey, I'm going to take over the town. What do you expect? You know, like, we got ladies in here. We got to put a pool in here. It's going to be everything's going to be great, son. He's like, but, Dad, I'm just trying to focus on my homework. Fuck homework, man. We, have, we could be the kings of this school. <laughs> I've never seen that, but I can totally imagine that. Oh, my God. It almost sounds like if Pete moved in. It really sort of, dude, that movie is, if you ever run across that movie, watch it. Rodney Dangerfield's Back to School is hilarious. It's totally awesome. But that's what it is. More like the the son's like, yeah, Dad, I really want to, like, you know, do school. And then, oh, son, let's go do drugs. Let's get hookers. We're going to have the greatest time ever. <laughs> Just me and my old boy. <laughs> Slapping dicks together. Ain't nothing gay about it. Let's just let's go try and finger bang that girl from your fourth period class. <laughs> Come on, we can do it. We'll together, tag team it together. Moment. I even bought a WWF like to, you know tag team belt for us. We can have it with honor. So it's like, oh, geez, Dad, uh, and, you know, I just, you know, I, I'm just gonna say this. I'm not really into girls. What? 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 It's the '80s. What do you? You can't just say that. Jesus Christ. You keep bottling up. You don't tell that to me. Yeah, I'm the you last. Tell to your diary that you never show me. You you, you, you say that once I'm dead, son. Until then, you make me proud. <laughs> when I'm dead, you can be anything you want, son. But till then. Well, be something that makes me proud. Be something that makes me happy. I came back to school just to be with you. You know, I mean, I'm 68 years old, but I'm still banging chicks that are 20. <laughs> Now go after that beatnik girl that keeps snapping her fingers. Yeah. Give us something oh, else to snap. Really snap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to say, uh, this one. But back to Goofy. Well, this is almost kind of like, you know, uh, they, they kind of have, I'll be honest, there's the one guy, um, the villain of the movie, which is Bradley Uppercrust Third or whatever. <laughs> Just like the- when I first heard the most douchiest kind of stereotypical, like, I am, yeah. the, I am the bougie. I'm the bougie college upper grad, you know, that whole thing. That guy, when I, I actually assumed when I first heard that, it's actually um, Rob Paulson as well. But no, Rob Paulson just voices PJ in this. I know. I thought the same thing, too, while watching this movie again. I'm like, that's got to be Rob Paulson. It just sounds so much like it. It's like, that's not him. It's, it's like, oh, that's kind of weird. Just in it. Yeah, I thought that, that threw me off so much. I was like, huh. 
Yeah, sounds so much like him. Like, oh, you know, he's probably did more than one character in that. So here and I was like, oh, wow. But yeah. And then Polly Shore, they brought Polly Shore back. And I can just almost see Polly Shore coming in. Like, look, guys, I know it's been some time since we did the last one. And I've been thinking maybe we can kind of come in with this other angle at it. This angle where I'm no longer the, like, like weasel guy. Maybe he's changed a little bit, you know, like four years, you know, four years in high school, out of college now. And now in the college now, he's going to try and change, be something different. Like, no, no, you fucking say it. Say what? You know what I want you to fucking say? You fucking say it. <laughs> we's in the ju- we's in the juice. Yeah, just chucks a wad of money on the ground. Get the fuck out of there. Recording starts tomorrow at five. Yeah, you know your place. A.M. A.M. That's a little early, isn't it? Yeah, Six well, we a.m. Make- now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you fuck this up, Polly. Don't you fuck this up. <laughs> Remember when you cut your hair and in the army now? I told you it was a fucking bad idea. God damn it. He's like, you're the one who told me to do the movie. Well, yeah. Fuck you, Paulie. Fuck you. You were my cash cow. And now I'm going to use you for all you got left. You should have used you. You should have used you like artistic integrity and fought me on that. That would have been a good story. But no. You cut your fucking hair. You cut your fucking hair. Now you're doing the straight to DVD goof troop movie. <laughs> What do you think of yourself, Paulie? Show up tomorrow at five. <laughs> Don't talk to me until then unless you have a fucking microphone in front of you. Look at that time just constantly keeps going up. <laughs> <laughs> the anger he gets the earlier you have to show up. Like I said, 4 a.m. <laughs> Don't you fucking be a second late. <laughs> what I like is like they got like because you got the Polly Shore, which really just makes it for the most ultimate 90s experience. Even though this thing's like 2000, I really feel like it's supposed to be like it's 1997 or something like... Because, I mean, it's what, like a year after Goof Troop or a couple years after... Or the Goofy movie, I mean. Uh-huh, yeah. So it kind of still has that lingering thing. And even just having the extreme sports thing, though. I mean, if you think about it, in 2000, that was like that time period where, like, skateboarding couldn't have been bigger. You know, the X Games was like, you know, at its fullest. That was the Tony Hawk generation, you know? Yeah, his, his video game, even people who weren't in the sports were all playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Shit, that's why, that's why I feel like I have all this, like, unnecessary knowledge of skateboarding is from Tony Hawk games. You know, something that I would never have had if I were Tony Hawk. Oh, there was about a six-month period where I was really into extreme sports, and it was not so much worried about me just falling down, like, scraping my ankle, doing like an ollie. I was like, oh, I could just, like, hit a bump and fall over and eat shit. That's enough to stop me. You yeah, that's like... <laughs> It wasn't even the big things, like grinding down a rail that I was, that I was scared of, because I knew I'd never reach that point. <laughs> so I was just, like, I was just skateboarding and just transportation and realized, oh, shit, this is actually, yeah. Really fucking dangerous. Well, yeah, grind down the rail, mm-hmm. you're like, don't think science fiction now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what I like, too, is, like, they, they sort of tie the extreme sports in with college. It's like, oh, Yo, you gotta go to college to be an extreme sports person. Because we all know that probably everybody in the, in the X Games has never gone to college. <laughs> you need your, you need your um, master's in, like, in, um, in like uh, grindage. I don't know if I was trying to think of something funny. It's, we're recording this later than we usually do. Yeah, need your masters before you can go do that half pipe at all. Because it's one of those ones, like, think about it. Everybody that's in the X Games, think about everybody who was good at skateboarding you knew. It was probably, like, one of the worst students. Now, I'm not putting a stereotype on here. I'm just kind of saying, like, 
from knowledge. Everybody, you know, that those two just don't seem to go hand in hand together. Yeah, I'm thinking back on all the people who are pretty good skateboarders and uh, that, that I knew personally. And, you know, I knew some people in college that skateboarded, you know, as transportation or just to get around. They did it for a hobby. But all the ones that were, like, dedicated, no, no, fuck no. They didn't have time in their class. <laughs> yeah, shit, no. They're, they're fucking the Spicolis of the world, you know? They were fucking skating, getting high, and listening to Best of Sublime. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes doing all three at the same time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, but no, um, well, I, love, one, I love how it's like, almost like when they get to college though, they're like, oh yeah, dude, fucking get away with my dad. Cause that's always like the goof trooper, like fucking dad's just getting into everything, man. Like, dude, you can't believe the other night, like Roxanne was fucking over and I was fucking her in the ass and then Goofy jumps in too. It's like, it's like, Max, what are you doing? You want me to be your cameraman? It's like, no dad, I don't want you to get involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't say what happened to Roxanne. I guess that didn't Yeah, well, well, she, after that incident where Goofy said he was going to film it, she said, no, no, fuck it. I'm going, I'm, I'm literally going too... cross country to a different college. That's probably what it is. She probably went to a different college. But um, I was going to say, um, I could actually see it being something as much as like, because the, the, the thing about it is the show, Max and Goofy got along fine. Maybe there's a once in a while thing, Goofy would embarrass him, but it's usually, she's like, I love my dad. My dad's the greatest. And it's like once he gets to that shitty jaded age in, in like uh, a Goofy movie. And my dad's always fucking everything up. I'm just kind of waiting for that moment where Goofy's just like, you know what, Max, a real man faces his own problems. Doesn't doesn't blame his dad and fucking takes care of him and supports him for his whole fucking life. Yeah, you, you know what they call that? They call that an emo kid, son. I was reading up on him. They're a bunch of fags. Like, what geez, did I dad, call him? What you say? Sorry, son, I was from the 70s. <laughs> what Believe I me, my favorite movie was Saturday Night Live. We're <laughs> <laughs> not Saturday I mean Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> you know, they use that word a lot. It became common lingo among us. <laughs> well, I, was, I like that whole part when he actually starts doing the Saturday Night uh, Fever thing. Yeah. And uh, that whole part, because I was like, here's one of the few things Goofy's good at and doesn't fuck up at. He's like, this is what I'm good at. <laughs> Fucking doing, I just got done doing a line of coke back in the bathroom. <laughs> Well, that's almost sort of like Goofy Cat Vice. He reminds me of those kind of guys who could have been like an ex-drug addict when he was like back in the day, literally hanging out at like different clubs at, on Saturday night, like trying to win dance competitions, realizing at some point it's just not worth it all. I just, there's like that really intense scene like in Foxcatcher when he just like does a line of coke and he's looking in the mirror. He's like just pounding his fist, slapping his face, <laughs> and like bashes his head in the mirror. Imagine Goofy just did a Dude. line of coke in the bathroom, just does the same exact thing. Like, you can do this, Goofy. You can fucking do this. And goes out there. <laughs> does the whole Saturday Night Fever. Don't fuck this up. Don't fuck this up. Oh, great. Here comes the fucking fat kid. Gonna, I'll, you know what? I'll spin him. Just get him out of the way so I can get over to Sylvia. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I like how it's like, because at first it's like when Goofy shows up, it's like everybody thinks, like, dude, that's your dad. They almost like, I feel like they're almost acting like they're all a bunch of high schoolers. Or, well, I mean, I don't know. I guess college isn't that far off, so they probably are kind of the same. But it seems like there's almost a different mentality as it shifts from high school into college. But it's just like they treat him like like it's like oh that's your dad like come on Max super lame after Max like really like stood him up in like this beatnik bar. Mm. Well, that whole that whole beatnik bar that whole part like do you really want to go with that girl? I mean uh, the whole like thing that always annoyed the fuck out of me. 
Yeah, beatniks is like, okay, if you thought hippies were bad, it's like beatniks are like, it's proto-hippies, but they're almost like ten times worse, it seems like. Now, granted, I've never met a beatnik in real life. My only, like, knowledge from it comes from, like, movies and so on, because I just don't, I think beatnik-like-ness kind of exists, but it's kind of, like, faded from, like, that that old 1950s, early 60s kind of style, you know what I mean? Like, you don't really see, like, almost like what happens in this movie, like... You'd be hard-pressed to find somebody, like, really doing that. I mean, maybe there is one of those, like, bars in New York or something or a coffee shop that, like, really inspires itself to be 1950s style. But I don't know. I've seen, like, some shit, like, I'm, like, I just randomly looking like, debates at college campuses recently and seeing, like, some super stereotypical SJWs, like, snapping their fingers for applause when they, like, agree with something someone says. Like, oh, shut the fuck up. Well, yeah, that, that's totally what it is. It's just, like, it's almost a hippie that's, I don't know, it's, 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 a, it's a weird mix of what a beatnik is. And, I, and I, I just feel PJ's just getting converted by the wrong side, you know what I mean? Because, you know, he's... He's just doing... He's like... He's, like, he's like, like, you know, you don't piss you my dad off as much as if I went and dated a super liberal. <laughs> <laughs> I think his dad just be happy he's getting laid by, by a woman. I think... Well, Pete, as long as you don't open your mouth too much around me, it's fine with it's fine in my book. I feel like well, Pete, I, I have to say, she's where, a pretty nice girl as long as she learns to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how he would say, you know. She's like, as long as she, as long as she don't get mouthy like your fucking mother. <laughs> yeah, as long as you're not, <laughs> not fucking the goof kid. That's been my fear I this whole twenty years. I think that was his thing. He's like, that's the reason I want you to hang out with that kid. I thought he was going to turn you. <laughs> yeah. You just can't trust that goof kid. Anybody that doesn't like their father, you can't trust. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> under your thumb, PJ. Under your thumb. Yeah. Not, no, under- it was, but it was like a boy named Sue kind of thing. He's like, well, Dad, you named me PJ. That's really close to BJ. I named you that so it would tough you up. <laughs> 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 oh, I wonder what PJ's what actual name backfire? is. <laughs> yeah, well, it's Pete Junior. Oh, it's Pete Junior. That's right. Yeah, not wasn't that all original? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the whole thing with um, well, I was gonna say, I PJ just realized he looked in the mirror one day. So he's like, you know what? I realized what's wrong with me. Everything. So if I want someone to like me, I gotta totally change who I am. Well, because I love he's like all the scenes that they show PJ. He's like eating something, or he like spills ice cream on his shirt walking down the street. He's a fuck up, and then once he gets around that like beatnik chick, that's when he starts acting all like just kind of saying whatever it takes to make her happy. He says, "I like this boy. I like this fat boy. He's so filled. He's so fat. He's so filled with spirit." soul <laughs> she's like the kind of person to be like pj you know that uh you know that burger king you really like oh yeah well boy do i ever you gotta go burn that down for me pj you can't trust the burger king people you can't trust anybody at he would he... yeah he, he would be she would she was about to be like one of those like almost like american terrorists that would like send pj or else pj <laughs> pj on, on a mission to like be like he, he'll he'll be a, he'll be the easy one to convert Whenever he fucks up, she calls him BJ. Yeah, yeah. like that's what my dad calls me when I fuck up. He says you're nothing maybe, but a maybe dirty she's BJ. Like one of those, like... <laughs> Is he wrong? You couldn't burn down the fucking Burger King. 
You only killed one man in there. We need to lock it down, lock it down, kill everyone. Burn down the patriarchy. Like, oh. Well, it was really hard to kill the one guy at the frying wall at the fry at the frying wall. I haven't slept for a whole week. Ah, it, oh my god. I can't stand you fucking BJ. Hey! That's mean and offensive. I thought you were supposed to be PC. <laughs> <laughs> oh good old pj the idea of, i just like the idea of him just like doing whatever well there's actually that part where he actually gets with the girl and then what's his what's um polly shore polly shore's character uh, bobby tries to hit on her and she's like oh whatever you know and then she's like she's like fuck that guy and goes with pj instead and then um Max has this has this thing to bomb. He's like, looks like you don't have the moves no more. And then he just gives it. He pulls down his sunglasses for me. Just gives him looks like, don't you fucking go there. He just gives him this like very stern look, and it never comes back to that. We never get to see him in a moment where he gets to make up for that at all. Yeah. He's like, you ever see fucking Encino Man too? It's like, what? You ever see fucking Encino Man too? No. You know why they didn't make it? Because I fucking killed him. I killed everybody. <laughs> <laughs> they tried to. <laughs> it's just like, oh god, what's he what's just going on? He's like, that fucking fat hobbit ain't walking anymore. That's actually a clone. <laughs> I know people. <laughs> That's why I had to do in the army now. Actually, in the army now is a good movie. Not... I don't mean to be docking it. I just feel that that was like the shaving off of Polly Shore's <laughs> hair is really like the downfall of Polly Shore as far as like being like a mainstream like big actor. For that time period. Uh, I never actually, I gotta see it. I haven't, I've never seen it in the army now. It's a great movie. It's got Lori Petty in it, too. Hmm. Is, oh, I'm thinking of Son-in-Law. That's the one. That's, the, seen, that's yeah. his best movie. Son-in-Law is like pure magic. It's like one of my, it's like, I, I kid you not, it's in my top five favorite movies of all time. Okay. Well, I gotta check, the, I, I gotta check. It's been a long time since I've seen that one. I remember, uh, I don't know, I won't go off that. I remember liking it, but it's been a long time. In the Army now is the only one I have not really seen, I don't think. But um, Biodome being a tough chick to choke down. Oh, I love Biodome. That movie's so good. But it, that, that's one of those ones I feel like you had to be there to like really like enjoy that movie. But I, mm. I love that one. Like, I don't care what anybody says. A lot of people, they always use that as kind of like, oh, Biodome. I'm like, yeah, it, it is stupid. I'm not going to lie. It's not like, but it's fucking hilarious and kind of goofy. And it's got weird, like, it's got like Jack Black in it as like, one of his first movies. And he's just like in the background playing music of Tenacious D. So it's got Kyle, what's his name? Kyle Gass. I don't know. Uh, is this actually, going back to this for a second, is this one of the um, last times you got to see Polly Shore be Polly Shore? I think so, because there, there might be a couple, because I think like one of the other last movies I remember him sort of being in was like Jury Duty, but I think that's before this. I want to say it's like 98. Hmm. Yeah, because I think this is the last time he had the whole total like, whoa, kind of attitude and character. I, know, I, want, I want to go see him do stand-up comedy, because I just want to see what that's like nowadays. Because I hear he's got a good routine. I hear it's more of kind of like an experimental kind of like storytelling kind of bit. I mean, there's still comedy in it. It's kind of like Tom Green. I saw Tom Green do an episode of This Is Not Happening. He was talking about being on The Celebrity Apprentice. And there's very little punchlines. It's more of just him telling the story about when he was on The Celebrity Apprentice. And he would say things kind of like, he says, and that's when the President of the United States told us to make c- cupcakes 
Because it's one of those things where it sounds really so obscure. Like, oh, I guess that actually is true. Because now he's the president and he was on his show and they had to do stupid shit like that on the show. So be one of, it, was, it wasn't so much like there's a real punchline. It was more him just his delivery and just saying absurd things. And it kind of came out more as a stand up stand up a bit. Yeah, exactly. I imagine it would be something kind of like that. But regardless of that, um, going back to this for a minute, um, the whole thing, I want to say that when they do the whole, uh, the other guy, the other guy they got in there, the other big name is they got, uh, uh, what's his name? Raymond's brother. Brad Garrett. Yeah. Yeah. Brad Garrett is tank. Who's always, Hey baby. <laughs> it's like, that's the last voice you want to hear in a fucking locker room. I know. It's almost like the perfect choice to have for is have Brad Garrett come in and voice that big guy and so on. And that's just part of like, what were they, the beta house or whatever? Or gamma 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 house that's right and they just sort of make it like the douchey like frat boys that kind of go around just like they're bought into like high or college and so on they do whatever they want mm-hmm. he just has that total like hey you like he has that whole like what was it he, he's always calling people baby he's that's he's always like, hey baby right over here and it's a guy it's like well don't correct him because one thing's gonna happen either if you correct him He's either A, going to kill you, B, going to fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Or both. And no, nothing, nothing any of us can do about that. Yeah, you're, you're not getting away no matter what. So just... Yeah. Just <clears throat> I mean, sure. they have those rocket boosters on there. They have those rocket boosters on their skateboards, so... So, yeah, you can't trust them. He's there. catchy one way or the other. <clears throat> yeah. I just love how, like, goofy, just, like, all the things he just does. He's just He really just wants to hang out with his son. He just wants to be his son's best friend. His son's just, like, the most anti-like, father like guy out around. So, Dad, I just want to do my own thing. He's really, like, the... He, you know what he really is at the end of the day? He, like, I feel like Goofy, or, like, the Goofy movies are trying to really appeal to, like, the kid from Death of Superman. <laughs> They're really trying to be, like, come Mitchell? on. Except, yeah, except for Mitchell's more, like, against his mother, but it's, like, the other way around, because his dad's awesome. Like, dad's in jail. Like, yeah, because he's awesome. <laughs> he, like, he stole shit from 7-Eleven. Yeah, man, he, stuck it, he stuck it to the man. Exactly. And he, he was stealing me some, like, you know, Green Lantern comics while he was at it, too. You know, the only non-pussy superhero. As long as Guy Gardner in there, because he has a bowl cut. Yeah, exactly. No, I don't want anybody else in there. Just Guy Gardner. You know, I can relate to that guy. It's a man you can trust. Yeah. Man with a bowl cut, but um, um well, no, the whole thing. Uh, but it is kind of appealing to that. It, it seems like they are kind of trying to appeal to that. I mean, they're trying to make that middle ground because at the end of the day, it always comes out to being Max needs to learn to accept his father, while Goofy needs to learn to kind of give him some space. It is well, they always both have that kind of middle ground in both both these movies. Yeah, and I, I think that's kind of the nice thing. That's, that's a nice thing. I feel like it's got like good best. I mean, Ma- Max Max is kind of a shitty kid, but I think. Like many kids, kids are just kind of shitty in general without realizing it. But I think it does have a good mm-hmm. like balance of like the two, and almost like a life lesson that can be sort of taught in the movie at the same time. You know, with, with, with good jokes along the way. What well, kind of throws me off sometimes about a lot of these um, Disney movies, not like Disney movies in general, but the ones where it's like. Uh, where like Goofy and Donald and all those guys are there. If it's like one of the more modern like nine like eighties and up cartoons, everybody it it's it just one of those things that kind of throws me off. If you look at like I feel like they want to draw humans, 
But they're like, ah, oh, shit, we live in a world with animals. Um, okay, just give them little black noses, and then maybe sometimes their ears will flap down, kind of like a dog. But they're all skin-colored. Yeah. Like, sometimes the look of them, because it's one of those things, like, I mean, I guess it's weird middle ground, because they're not furries, but they're clearly not humans either. They're technically, I guess, like, in, like, the sort of, really, at the end of the day, it's in the same furry category, because that all stems from things like like Disney stuff, and Sonic the Hedgehog, and things of that matter. But I'm guessing, because they all look like, so they, they, they're all basically, like, going back to, like, say, like, Roseanne from the first one. She looks like a basically human girl with the side of the weird little black nose. And that's kind of what they all have. They all have that weird random like black like Goofy and Max are like the only ones and Pete and PJ are the only ones covered in black. Like only only ones covered like in black fur on their faces. <laughs> They're the only black kids at the school. They are. Yeah, that's why it's <laughs> He's like, look, Max, it's gonna it's gonna take a lot to stand up in this world. It's, the world's gonna be against you. <laughs> you, you see, you see, me, me and your father being a black man in you know Disneyland, <laughs> I haven't been able to get the best of jobs. We gotta be a we gotta be a lot of social rights activists. Here, hand read this. Hands on Malcolm X's autobiography. <laughs> this was your great great grandfather. It's like, Dad, that wasn't that long ago. Oh, really? Oh, well, you know, fuck it. He's related to you. Same skin color. We're all the same. Fucking Max, go to school. Do the thing right. <laughs> Don't let the white man put you down, Max. <laughs> oh. Yeah, well, it's one of those things because, like, if you look at it, I mean, you know, if it's not like, you know, say Mickey or, or then you got Donald or, you know, they're like, they're ducks. So they're suits. They're just, but everybody else is always like, almost human but then they just got a couple of weird little features that's just one of those things in all these cartoons that always just kind of threw me off yeah it is kind of weird because you think about it it's like that's even how like the Polly shore character is and everything maybe, maybe. yeah yeah sometimes they have a long gated nose like they're like like the what you call it the lady sylvia the librarian she's a fox or something yeah she has that kind of look going on for her and so on but yeah yeah it's kind of a weird one the other thing I think is kind of interesting, though, too, about this one is just, like, when they just give it almost, like, the 70s theme to go mix-match with, you know, the, the ultra-90s, like, extreme sports world. So it's just, like, Goofy comes back to school, and it's almost like Adam Sandler coming back and, like, Billy Madison, where he comes back, like, blasting 80s music, and it's like, no, it's not that time period anymore. <laughs> you're, you're, you're not the cool kid. Like, um, though sometimes... Well, they also have a lot of covers of 70s pop songs in there. And one or two of them, they do like ska covers of like, I want to say do a ska cover of like Ready, like um, Can't Hide. You know, that song was in Baby Driver. Ready? Like it was like, can't, like, what was it? Um, nowhere to run oh, to, yeah. baby. Nowhere to hide. There's like a ska version of that song in this movie. No, it's got a really cool soundtrack in it. I actually like the soundtrack quite a bit in this film. I'll say they have this. Uh, it's I think it's kind of funny once they um, because there's that part where Goofy. I think there's some things that are kind of actually, shit. I wrote this down. I totally forgot. When Goofy is studying in his, uh, in like the library, and the guy's like, "Hey, Goof, it's time to it's time to go skateboard, baby." Like, oh, but I gotta study for my fucking test. Oh no, it's time to study. It's time to go play practice and skate and shit. You know. Did you see what's on the book that he's studying? No, what's it say? It's a poorly, crudely drawn dick. <laughs> really? 
Look for it. Look for it. Yeah, yeah. It's like it looks like something like drawn. Like it, it doesn't have a lot of detail, but it's like no other way. That that's the only thing that could possibly be. Huh. It looks like something drawn like in a bathroom stall. Yeah, one of those kind. Okay, I'll have to take a look for that. I, I didn't notice that when watching it. They're they're probably like you know what it's the DVD it's the DVD branch or straight to video branch they're not looking as hard as they would be like on Lion King or some shit. Yeah, exactly. It'll kind of go like under the radar a bit. You know, I know it's another weird thing about this. I kind of read this on there. I mean, this kind of goes towards the end of the movie when they have the big triathlon, like you know, skateboard and bicycle and rollerblade match. But um, there's a part where a Tank crashes in with Max into like the X Games sign, and it goes down. It's like burning on fire and whatnot. And it's a moment where Tank gets stuck on there and Max and Goofy have to, like, save him and pull him out. For the TV versions and so on, they've actually cut that scene out because of 9-11. Because that reminds people of, like, they're like, well, it's a little too close to, you know, Twin Towers going down. It's like... It's big, the big inflatable X. Looks big inflatable much. X that, for some reason, had a bunch of wood inside of it. Yeah, to me, that's just, like, that perfect PC crap where you're like, are you fucking kidding me? Just, you know, what, if anybody goes into a flaming building to save somebody nowadays, it's going to remind them of 9-11? Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, when I... You know that episode? I say, like, when I just read that on there, it's just like, God, that's like those ones where you just want to literally go up and go like, you know what, whoever makes those comments like that, let's just get them out. Let's put them on a boat and just send them out of here and hopefully hope that boat sinks along the way. Like, if you're going to make the stupid fucking decisions like that, I just don't feel like you you should be allowed to make decisions anymore. Shouldn't be able to... Yeah, I read... Shouldn't be able to vote. Shouldn't be able to do a whole lot of stuff. I don't know, you know, go fucking work at the Burger King until, you know, PJ comes by and burns it down. I read that and I rolled my eyes a little bit. You want to hear something in a similar category? Yeah, sure. Uh, in, uh, remember that episode of uh, Pokemon in the first season when um, the one Tentacruel gets, like, radioactive shit on it or whatever, and then it turns giant and starts attacking a city? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have not aired that episode on television since 9-11 because uh, it knocks down a building at some point. That had to be like one of the ones that is so fucking retarded. Like, literally retarded, like, <laughs> in the old definition of retarded. The, okay, since we're talking about a 90s movie, we could say in the 90s definition of retarded, that's what that is. Like, fucking stupid. Well, that word even became a replacement. That word became a replacement. Like, you know what? Well, what's the word... They say, they said before that, well, they said idiot or mongoloid. And then, you know, those became like, those are hurtful. We got to use this new one instead. And now that's become the, they, it just trades off. It, just it really off. is. Well, it's like, that's, I mean, it's like, it's like, well, I say the nineties version of gay means stupid or lame. You know, that's, that's, that's what, if somebody in the nineties says, oh man, that's totally gay. They mean that's totally lame. It's just, a, it's just a different word. It was, it was a different time. Just like retarded. Yeah. That's what I was aware. That's one I. That's one I've kind of parted with. I. I don't really even because I know I get the reason why that one pisses people. Which off. one? Um, the same time, rather than having. Say, oh, that's gay. I've. I've kind of parted ways with that one just because it's just like, oh yeah, I know. I get the reason why that one pisses people off. On top of that, I. I mean, I'm not offended when I hear it, but I get why that pisses people off. And also at the same time, it's like, you know, you know, it's one of those things like why it's more effort to like debate it and say, well, what I mean by it is like, no, no, I know what you mean by it. But so that's one I just kind of like, all right. Yeah, I dropped that one. But there are other, you know, but I think sometimes people get a little like, well, just going back to the overly piecing the example of the fucking like, oh, it might remind of 9-11 if they see a flaming X Games logo. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, I, like never in a million years would I would have put two and two together for that. You know, it's like that. I, I don't know. When I, when I just hear that stuff, that makes me just really want to be like, you know what? Fuck people. Fuck those stupid people that are, those those are people. What bothers me about that? It's just those are people that they they do all their actions based off emotion and not logic. And I think that's what kind of just fucking is just so stupid. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I see what you mean there. But regardless of that... Regardless of that, we don't have that version, so uh, at least we don't have to. But I feel bad for any poor child that gets, like, that scene skipped out on them. You just, like, you you know, watch that scene in slow motion, and you just, like, sit your son down in front of it, like, breathe in, there's a marker right here. This is the true version. It's It's like having a Cuban cigar. It's just just there. It's just choices you can have. <laughs> yeah, no, that's one of those things where I read that too, and I was just like, "Really? Oh, all right, whatever." There wasn't a whole lot of like weird trivia about this movie; just kind of like weird things that got. Oh, actually, I do want to mention this part. There's that part where you know Max has this fool on, just let me live my life, leave me alone, Dad. You know that whole bit. Yeah, I think for the second or third time in the movie, and uh, at some point when you know Goofy, he just walks off looking sad. Now, we don't see what happens. We see him coming into class just looking depressed and, like, looking strung out. And then he has a drug trip, a total fucking bad trip in the middle of of his, of his taking this midterm exam. There's no way he didn't do, like, a hit of something before he came into that class. Yeah, he's just like, well, I found He's like, oh, you know what? I haven't, I haven't done this in a while, but... uh. Oh, some nice boy with dreadlocks sold it to me. So you know what? Well, it'll take the edge off. I used to do this back when I was a young'un. Well, I was the only other black kid at this school because clearly, other than me and my son and PJ, gave me a discount. Yeah, he said, "Welcome to the club, my man." And uh, you know, you know, I, you know, I've taken the old Lucy in the Sky and Diamonds in a long time, Gorsh. <laughs> And then it's like that's the part where like there's like the goofy like like reading rainbow kind of thing where it's like John Lennon goofy reading rainbow thing. Well, what's funny about that part is because what they're playing, come on, get happy, doing like some cover of that, and he's seeing like all these little pixies of Max being happy, like hey dad, I love you. And all of a sudden they all combine together, turn into a monster. He's all like, you know, Goofy's all alone. He's like, dad, just leave me alone. And the thing about that is when he's like. When Max like, just let me alone. The goofy with like the rainbow afro and the John Lennon glasses, and just kind of waving like, whatever, man, you're fucked. Here goes your happiness away forever. <laughs> well, then there's also another funny scene that follows up because then like Goofy like goes back to like Pete because you know when things go down, he has to go back to Pete, try to like rekindle himself. And then this is the part that's actually kind of like it has like a it turns the movies like what the idea it's trying to sell the kids around because. Pete's all like, well, Goofy, you don't need the school now. You know, look at me. Like, I'm super successful. Never went to fucking school. And it's almost like, oh, you just explained that Goofy needed to go to school to get a job. But now you now you show Pete, who's super successful, and <laughs> he didn't go to school. Like, who do you want to be more in life? Do you want to, I guess, more, well, you don't want to be an asshole who's just rich. Well, Pete, I, I think, though, it's going to, Pete's always bone his chest. He's always bragging, and he's, in some ways, always kind of falling down on his face. So he's one of those guys where he might have a couple things figured out, but he's, you know, not enough to be, like, super envious of him. 
Well, yeah, but I mean, like, he, he seems like he's like he's like the middle class guy of the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's one. He's that guy who he probably you know he probably does a couple of shady deals, a couple of like kind of like you know con art, like, like not con artists, but like scant like um sketchy things, you know, probably you know tax return type shit. You know? <laughs> yeah. That, that, he seems like that kind of guy. Yeah, he's he's that kind of guy who's always going to find a way to make an extra nickel off all kinds of stuff. He's the kind of guy who sets up shop in like some Philippine like island area to have all his stuff made for him and so on, just so he doesn't have to pay him more than like a nickel a day. Or he'll go out of his way, get a loan, start up some business, and get it going long enough, and then get an insurance policy on it, and then have somebody burn it down, and then you know, Collect like, oh, I'm set, for, I'm set for another three years, so I have to do this again. <laughs> Exactly. Still, I guess he's getting by better than Goofy. He's not fucking, like, at the toy factory. Yeah. Or he's like, you know, I, I guarantee you his little, like, uh, his photo, his um photo business that went under. I'm going to assume it went under unless he just fired Goof. I'm going to assume what happened was he he was like, well, the best thing is, like, you get all these young women in here who want to take pictures of the kids because they like kids and want to be all learning about the kids so get all these nice young women in here eager to be moms like all right pete that's a little creepy yeah exactly you know he's like oh you know you put a discount out for you know just a local strip club just saying you know they need headshots too (laughs) (laughs) don't worry i got these ones (laughs) yeah go take your lunch goof yeah under your thumb goof That doesn't apply to everything you say, Pete. I said, shut the fuck up. I'm going to lunch. I'm watching, Pete. You don't know where I've been. I've seen some shit. You know, I got a limit. One day, I just might come in here with a fucking gun. The fuck you say, Goof? You heard me, bitch. (laughs) That's really what it is. He's like, you see what happens? I just might hit you with this fucking horseshoe one day. Yeah, I'm a pretty fucking good shot, too. I do wish because there's a part where he throws the horseshoe at um fucking Bradley up across the third or whatever. Oh yeah, and it hits in the face and it does that whole woo like you know like stars spinning around his head and like boo I'm dizzy you know. I wish it did the thing where it hits him in the throat. He's like, just <laughs> 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 goes to the ground, <laughs> it's like a collapsed throat, just. <laughs> Just fucking die. Just gets real for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) That's just it. Someone has to like draw, like snap a straw into his windpipe to like, you know, like fuck it again. Like, like a Marky Mark in Three Kings. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, be awesome. I like how they they make that guy though. Like, just like, he just ultra cheats and everything and whatnot. And even like Goofy learns out about that and so on. Just like the. How are we gonna win this one? How are we gonna win this one, Brad? Like same way we do every year, Tank. <laughs> we just got these. We just got a bunch of massive rockets. We just strapped to everybody's skateboard. Yeah, I know they got kind of like a goofy way. That kind of. I mean, I know it's a goofy movie, but it's kind of like weird that that's. Yeah, yeah there's just so much like oh, gadgets and so on, like you know. I will say that they, I do feel bad for PJ. He's like, oh, PJ? Oh, he knows how to skateboard? Oh, good for him. And then all of a sudden, it's one of those things where just like, here's PJ's moment to shine. Like, get the fuck out of here, fatty. Woo! <laughs> like, Dad, 
Our fat fuck friend, who's probably dead, face down in another state right now, is out of the game. We need you in here. Okay, Pete. Fuck that fat fuck. Yeah, Dad. Fuck him. I know, exactly. Because really, like, I will have to say, like, to give PJ, like, a lot of credit, that is probably, like, like if you were a fat kid in the 90s, like, it's actually, like, being PJ is not really the worst thing ever, because, you know... He's not, he's a fat kid, but he's got a lot of skill, and he's got a lot of grace, you know, they don't just make him like the, well, they make him a little bit the stereotypical fat kid, I mean, he is spilling fucking chocolate ice cream on himself, but beyond that part, he can still, you know, skateboard with the rest of them, let's just say that. I want to say this, what's the part when he says, like, your dad is moving out of the fucking campus, Max, and he's hanging out there in nothing but his underwear, t-shirt, and, like, fucking tidy whities yeah. Well, then, then, then fucking Polly Shore gets up, and he's, it looks like he's wearing, like, girls' clothes. I mean, that's, yeah, it's not surprising. That's not, I guess Polly Shore's not that far off. Steven Tyler PJs! Steven Tyler PJs! <laughs> has a scarf to go with it you know but yeah just like but max what if i want to beat off i mean you're cool with it Polly shore's cool with it but you know i'm on the top bunk so it's not like you can you know what's going on up there no pj we always know what's going on <laughs> we just hear all we hear is and then just <laughs> and then just hear the big go going back and forth <laughs> and then there's a you know you might be able to get away with it if you're on the bottom bunk but top bunk no well you get away with it until it shoots up and then i just feel like the mattress get all warm all of a sudden and i know it wasn't me <laughs> it's just these it's just like right by like you know just the, the ceiling just has all these fucking stains up it <laughs> there's just like a ceiling fan above it so every time it goes up it just hits it goes sprays all always wet it's a fucking Max right in the fucking eye, like ah, Peach, not Splu Jay. It's one of those things that's his outlet. Like this is how they know I'm in charge. No one's gonna say it. But this is the one thing I have over them. I'm up here where they can't get me. Like once, once, like there's that part where Goofy shows up to their house with like fucking shovels to like clean stuff. He just looks around, just like. St- it's all over the wall and ceiling and stuff, just sticky, just like stuck to the wall. Let me guess, Smile. It was PJ. <laughs> oh, Mr. Goof, like, oh, PJ, don't, don't try to bullshit me. I know, I know. <laughs> well, you know, we've all been there before, PJ. You could just be a man and own up to it. And then go get yourself a like- hooker like a realistic person should. Who knows they can't <laughs> do anything. Don't be like your dad and lie to yourself. You're a fucker. <laughs> Okay. You look me in the face and say that now, PJ. <laughs> I, just, I, I always love the moments when Goofy gets like the serious moment where it's like it's not Goofy anymore. He's just being like a serious father explaining something. <laughs> now, Max, I don't want you to be doing all the spittle faddle with all this skateboarding around. I need you to go out there and be a real man. Yeah. Get a job. Find a woman. Yeah. Kill a man. What? <laughs> I like how there is that moment though where he. Someone's told me. Only... <laughs> Go ahead. I was just saying, there is that moment, like the beginning, where like, like Max, is like I'm gonna go to college to skateboard. Like, well, no, Max, you know, you, you know, you're going to, you know, college. You, you know, you should have a real goal in mind, not a fake one like Tony Hawk. She's like, well, yeah, but Tony Hawk's super successful. No, he blew his brains out when he was 25 years old, and that's just the way it is. <laughs> Tony Hawk. <laughs> or imagine in this world, Tony Hawk's an actual hawk. Probably would be. I was, you know, actually, this sounds kind of weird. With, with all the stuff that they kind of had going on in it, and since they already had, you know, I mean, Disney owns ESPN, so that's why you have 
the X Games stuff in there. But I'm surprised they didn't just throw one sort of like celebrity cameo like skateboarder chad muska or something like or something like that i wouldn't really expect tony hawk at that time period but somebody or like you know stacy peralta or somebody get a little bit classic skateboarder in at the time Mm -hmm. like stacy stacy dog alta you know they'd have like some goofy cartoon name or something well they they definitely had that in um the Max Steel cartoon. Did you ever did you ever see Max Steel, the bad CG cartoon? God, I remember when that came around out around the same time. I did. I never saw that, but I do remember that. So the whole concept for that show was it was like basically more of a sci-fi version of Triple X, more or less. It was all a CG show, and there's this guy who was more or less this extreme sports athlete. And he would, you know, there's always some, he like, something happened and he almost died. But then the only way to save him was to inject him with some kind of fucking serum or whatever. And that gave him super strength and made him a little bit more faster. And the way it would often work out is he'd be in the middle of doing some kind of, you know, like a big terrorist event's going to happen. And during like this, you know, big X game, this big X games play or whatever. So He's doing he's doing the game and then all of a sudden you know he has to like whoa wait I gotta go stop the bomb and he goes off stops the bomb comes back just in time to get first place <laughs> and I want to say once or twice he had like you know Tony Hawk on there or or chat or like or Dave Mira ah uh-huh. yeah oh that's kind of cool I didn't know that. that's pretty neat though they had little cameos like that on that show I always mm-hmm. feel like with Triple X it's like that would make for a cool like comic book series. I remember like on the We Talk comics, like they mentioned that on one of those episodes, and I was like, you know what, that actually is because that I feel like you could do a lot with that triple X concept, especially back if you kept it like in that late nineties, early two thousands, where I feel like it really works. You know what I mean? I know that's like totally. Well, off-topic, we get, but, we get to make a little self aware too. You know, because that's I mean, it's still kind of in the same ballpark of this of this extreme sports stuff. Because that's that's really like triple X is like it's it's going for like. You know, you watch the goof or the the um, extremely goofy movie, and then it's almost like Triple X is your next stepping stone up because it's made for like that exact same audience, just like a couple years older. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty much the case. Well, I mean, this movie right here, this is also once again Disney trying to be hip with the kids, but also I remember the teacher liked it because the teacher was also pointing out like um, they liked the little like seventies references and this and that. Like it's part of, like. Oh, I love 70s memorabilia. Oh, remember that episode of Gilligan's Island? And here's this giant gold clam that, or necklace I got from that show. Like, oh, my God. And like that type of shit. Yeah, well, I think that's what makes it kind of strong, though, is this movie's like one's ones. It's a kid's movie, but it's got enough elements in it where, like, an adult can watch it and still, like, really enjoy it, I think. Even, like, somebody, like, mm-hmm. older at that time period. You know, it's not like the Digimon movie that, like, just, like, ixnays fucking anybody over the age of, like, 13. Mm, yeah. Well, no, it's one of those ones where I still like the other one more. But, you know, this one's worth worthwhile saying if you like the other one. First, I want to say the first one, you'll like it if you like either A, Disney movies, or you're there for it and it just has this weird kind of like nostalgic feeling for you. Uh, this one, I'm not going to say just anybody can like it, but if you like the first one, I think this one's worthwhile checking out. Yeah, and I mean, myself, as I said, like, just watching it again, I realized, I'm like, dude, I actually like it literally just as much as the first one. I mean, the first one's got the nostalgia factor, I and mean, that's always, like, what always kind of makes movies a little bit better, but I think this one's, like, really, like, a totally solid movie, and, yeah, especially, these are perfect examples. If you want to know what the 90s was like, 
you watch these movies. These movies will really like give you an insight on what it was like to like grow up in the nineties. Also, this one, this is also one of the few ones where actually, because it wasn't until recently until Disney movies became a lot more self-aware, but this one's just a little bit more self-aware in some aspects. Like, there's that part where Pauly Shore is just like, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was a joke, like, he just maybe dropped something. but Just dropped some acid like, while in, like, the coffee shop? Maybe, because he's just sitting there and it's like, do you ever wonder why we all just wear these gloves? He's just, like, looking at his hands. I know, I, I like that part where he's just, like, questioning the whole part of it. Mm-hmm. He's like looking underneath it, like he's gonna find something different there. He's not gonna, he's not gonna take it off, but he's almost afraid, like to actually take it off, just peeking beneath under the glove. <laughs> yeah, just those kind of moments and so on. But no, yeah, overall, I think it's an awesome. I really wish Disney actually kind of made movies more like this again, because I, I feel like there's not even a whole. Lo- Maybe it's just the ones ones like I like that '90s section of disney a lot more i mean once again it's like i guess because i was a kid in the 90s so you're gonna it's like saturday night live i guess you gravitate towards like whatever your kind of section was more than anything else but to me it's like god it's like this kind of style maybe you because maybe you couldn't capture it anymore i'm trying i'm trying to think it's like you know i mean you're not going to get a 90s style because it would seem kind of fake if you tried it now well i mean if we're going to talk about i mean if you say I guess you would have to either do, um, I guess you can do a third Goofy movie, or you could, where it's just, you know, just kind of a reunion thing. By then, you're probably retreading water, uh, familiar water by then, but who knows? Um, I think you could do I'm a third say, one. It could be like, like American Disney... Pie, where it's like, they get back when they're, like, way older now. It's like, Max has a kid, and, you know, he lives in a trailer. Oh, God. Oh, gosh. He find what if he... <laughs> He's fucking up. He fuck- what a good that college degree got you, Max. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that trophy clearly didn't get you. I can actually see it being some. <laughs> oh, he broke his he broke his leg on the next X Games, and then got addicted to painkillers. Yeah, and now he wanders the street like <laughs> an alcoholic. Of, he was part of the opiate. He was part of the opioid crisis. It should just be that, like, Max walks in on fucking, uh, or not Max, Goofy walks in on Max, and he's hanging out with, like, Dave Mirror, and they're, like, about ready to kill each other or commit suicide together. It's like, Max, you get out of here right now! Pulls Max, whips him out the door, and then you just hear, like, I can't remember how Dave Mirror killed himself, but <laughs> just the most, like, oh, shit, they went that far with it? Oh, God. I don't know how <laughs> I forgot he killed I don't, Dave Merritt killed himself. Yeah, he killed himself like six years ago. I remember that felt that to me it felt like that was like one of those like weird shockers. Like in a sense, it's like not that I was like super into BMX or any of that kind of stuff, but something about because like Dave Mirror is just like one of those ones where it's just it was just a guy you knew, really only knew him because of a video game more than anything else. But for some reason it had this like odd connection to like my childhood. And then like when he's like, Oh, Dave Merritt killed himself, it's like he had everything. Why would he want to die? You know, it's like he had two video games. Like he lived the dream that none of us have like normally can have. Dave Muir BMX two for GameCube was one of the first GameCube games I got. Um, he was, uh, he, I didn't know. I knew he was dead. I didn't know he killed himself. Yeah. He killed himself. I just can't remember how he killed himself, but Damn. yeah, it was a sad moment for a guy. I, I really just see... knew nothing about it other than he had a video game where he was a BMX guy. Well, I remember seeing him in a couple episodes of Jackass here and there. Oh, that's like, right. He wasn't you know, some of those. He was just one of those names you knew. 
Yeah. He was just one of those names you you heard, one of those guys, one of those guys you knew of, and just like, oh, he he was more as far as I knew, he was like the Tony Hawk of BMX. Yeah, exactly. He was exactly the Tony Hawk of BMX, just the guy top. And then there's Kelly Slater because I just because he had a game at that time period too. Kelly Slater, pro surfer. That's the only reason I know it because it was all tied in the video games. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah, making well, a third Goof know, Troop movie but... would be actually kind of cool, though. Even if you did do it where it was one of those ones, I mean, I realize you could do it where Goofy's a grandpa. I guess that is how, if you want to go that route. You could, and it's almost more of um, maybe Max realizing that's he's more like his dad and just trying to find that middle ground. Like his kids are almost like. Uh, I guess you could do one of two things. The kids are too stupid and too much like his dad. He doesn't want the kids to be like that. Like, could act like your fucking grandpa. Better than that. Or it's one of those things where he finds himself kind of in, in like a similar position. He's like, and he goes to his dad, like, how did you do it? You know? You could have that. Or you would have the one where like the kid, you, if you want to do a weirder one, you'd have the one where like the kids relate more to like Goofy than Max does. If you want to have that kind of like father dynamic in there but those mostly work in the i other was way. listening but the audio the audio the audio cracked out oh. what was that you have that dynamic where like the kids get along with goofy but like max is still kind of like yeah well you know I, I got this law firm now that i'm working at dad and i just don't have enough time to hang out with you you could have one of those fathers but max you It'd gotta spend like time with your son's like yeah yeah you know i'll get to it when i do dad like don't you know, i'm 48 years old dad quit bossing me around it could be like Rocky, uh, was it like Rocky five, four or what? No, was it five or he's all like, you're going to be your own man. It's not, not your, it's not my fault. It's your own fault. If shit's going bad. Like that whole thing where he just talked to him. He's like, I gave you everything. That, that whole like speech he gives him. Like his kid, because like the kid's like, dad, why are you training Tommy gun? I'm your son. He's like, I bought you a fucking robot. You disrespectful little punk. Like, yeah, but dad, Paulie's fucking the robot right now. I don't got time to I don't got time to be your friend, so I bought you a friend. A robot friend. When I was a I kid, that's all I wanted was friend. a robot friend. Who are you no, stuck with a robot friend? I was stuck with Polly. I would have traded Polly in an instant for a robot friend. I tried to get Polly turned into a robot. But instead, I just had to get a robot that would be, you know, could take care of you and Polly could fuck. Because I just knew that was going to happen anyways. You know? <laughs> no, but like, because you, you could go multiple ways with Max. Like, he could be that kind of guy, like, he has, like, an uppity job now because he went to college. And, you know, I, I don't know what P- PJ would be, like, fucking making sandwiches, like, at, like, some kind of Subway knockoff play. Like, we're going to Subway or whatever, or to- Togo's. <laughs> yeah. Just the Polly Shore character. I don't know what he would, what would he be doing. Uh, what if he just like got really? He, it feels like he'd be successful. What if he got his some, shit together. Yeah, he'd be successful in like a weird entrepreneurship. I feel like. Not what if not even that. What if it's just like he uh, just like runs like a, a carpet store and he's just very straight laced, very boring, very like wife and and a couple of kids and. It's just one. Of, it's like one of those things. He's not happy, but he forces a smile. Yeah, I can sort of see that. But I feel if anybody be more straight laced, I can see Max almost becoming more of that kind of character arc. I feel like Polly should be the kind of guy be like, "Hey, bro, I got my own business going. Like, what are you doing? Like, oh, you know, I sell medical marijuana. It's pretty cool, huh?" I can see that. I can see that one happening too. You know, I just like I can see it. 
It, it would also be just one of those. Losing like, my passion. Be like one of those like family reunion kind of things where it's like, okay, I gotta go visit my dad, you know, for Christmas. Be like, but like you, you haven't seen your dad in ten years. Like, no. After I gave him that trophy, I was so fucking pissed about giving it. <laughs> it's just like so shitty about. It. Just like, yeah, he's just a goof. You know, I'm still trying to get over this goof thing. It's like, even though I, I, I love my dad, I'm just like, no, saying I don't, but just don't want him in my life, man. You know? Just be like, have that weird yeah. relationship going of Goofy and Max. Do that, or you do, mm-hmm. or you do the, go the other direction where it's just like, like, almost like Max's new kids are just like, yeah, you can bring Roxanne maybe back into it too. Be like, oh yeah, we got back together after college. You know, I, I had to make the rounds. You know, sow my wild oats. But uh, now, or it could be one of the ones like she's the one that got away and he's trying to get with her again. Yeah, I'd just be like, maybe he's back in town or something like that, and and stuff. And then like, maybe it's like she has like, it's like they make it like kind of more like because I feel this works more in the goof troop style. It's like she actually has just a kid, but she's a single mom. <laughs> But she's what? No, she has a kid, but she's a single mom now, and that's like Max is back in town. <laughs> I could see Roxanne being like being the total like you know. She didn't seem like she was like a super preppy popular girl. But I could see her being that girl who was like you know, she she got like you know she just became kind of like a Walmart mom sort of. Yeah, this is like glory days. She would totally be that lady in the song. Everyone has a Bruce Springsteen song to him. <laughs> exactly. It just got yeah, because Max was like, he was a big sports star in the X Games. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably wrap this up. I can't even really hear the audio all that good by this point. Yeah, yeah we should probably. Well, I would still like to see a Goof Troop three movie if anything like that. But um, who knows? Probably not. Probably not going to happen anytime soon because this movie was eighteen. Years. Fucking weird to say. The second movie was eighteen years ago. So long. Don't tell me that. God damn, eighteen years ago. Well, God, you don't want to know what the age is. Dude, we're coming up almost on the twenty fifth anniversary of the first movie. Feel sadly Jesus. old, but. Still, so I don't think that the chance of getting a Goof Troop movie anytime soon, little to none, but I would still love to see it anyways. I don't care. In this day and age when we can get straight to DVD movies that kind of can be just target audiences, why not? Disney's got the fucking money. There's no excuse. But till then, check out Extremely Goofy Movie. It's a fun one to watch. I think they even have it on Netflix right now. For some reason, you don't want to go out and buy it. And I think it's uncensored on Netflix, so good for that. Good for Netflix fighting the fucking anti-9-11 people, or whatever the fuck you want to call them. Anti-American. <laughs> Anti-freedom people. Fucking people that want to censor stuff. Let freedom ring. Yeah, let make freedom ring. Let freedom ring. Just like what Tom Morello said. But till then, check out oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, comics, music, movies, more, and all that fun stuff. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. And we will see you some other time. Later, folks. Thanks again for listening to the Old Man Orange Podcast. Be sure to check out oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, comics, animations, videos, and a whole lot more. You can easily support the show by buying something from one of our Amazon links on the website or in the show's description itself. doesn't cost you a penny, but every single thing you buy from there just by using that link to take you to Amazon helps us out a bit. You can also really help the show out, though, by spreading the word the good old-fashioned way and rate and review us on all the sites that you find this podcast, anything from iTunes 
the Podbean, the Newgrounds, YouTube, you name it, any little bit helps. Give a sub and share it to your friends, family, any jamoke you see out on the street, you let them know about Old Man Orange Podcast. Be sure to check out the Old Man Orange comic book, Pizza Boys, on both Amazon and Comixology. Till then, we'll see you some other time.